everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 166, 500 episodes away from the devil's number, Steve. Uh, this is a weekly show covering all the games <laughs> made in Canada and the people who create them for the week of, let's say, November 16th is the Monday of the week when this podcast will go up. Two days early for patrons. My name's Stephen. It's spelled with a P-H-N-A, so you'd think it's Stefan, because phonetically that makes sense, but it's actually Stephen. Uh, joining me, of course, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDoves.com, Steve. It's also Stephen, but it's spelled P-H-E, but we call him Steve, and no one's ever been confused by that, have they, Steve? No, not to my knowledge, anyways. CanadianGameDoves.com is, of course, supported by our amazing patrons over at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDoves. Back us there for two-day early access to the show, Discord perks, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and new physical rewards. Check all those out at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDoves. How are you doing, Steve? We took a week off for Extra Life. We streamed for, I streamed for 22 hours, you streamed for 24 last weekend. Uh, I, I, I didn't stream after you went to bed. I, okay. I just, I just finished playing games and then I, I capped it off with the, the George Bush episode of Simpsons since we were like quoting that at the end. Oh, I was like, man. I just want to watch this now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Uh, but we did end up raising Steve $873.03. Three cents. Nice. It's because a bunch of my friends tried to donate in Canadian and the conversion's terrible. So yeah, yeah, that's my why it's a weird we yeah. set a goal of 500 and we blew it in like the first four or five hours. So we bumped it up a bench, a bunch. Um, shout out to all the patrons, Aaron, who dropped in the chat, donated twice, uh, once at the top. And then once when I got a win in apex after playing for 14 hours, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, shout out to all my friends from work, Reed, Norma for donating. I appreciate you guys and all the other people who dropped by and, uh, made our, made our goal. We appreciate yeah, I- that. Yeah, one of my good friends uh, donated because he has a, a family member that was, you know, with sick kids, mm-hmm. uh, Toronto for, mo- like most of the early life of, of the person, and uh, so he's always been donating, which is awesome. And I had some friends from work and stuff who donated, and, and uh, they they even like, I got messages the next day at work or whatever. They're like, oh yeah, I, st- I stopped by, but it was it wasn't you streaming; it was some other guy. <laughs> and I was like, no, I was there. It was just he has a better setup. <laughs> it's true. We raised money for IWK Foundation in Halifax, the charity I picked, and Sick Kids in Toronto, where Steve is. So it'll be and, divvied up. And the and the Patreon money. Yes, uh, we are donating all the Patreon mon- money for yep. November to uh, this. Um, to our extra life fund. So Sweet. yeah, that was a huge success. Thank you to everyone who came by. I really appreciate it. But it ended up meaning we took Sunday to relax as the Lord intended. And we didn't record <laughs> an episode of the podcast, but we're back. We're better than ever. And of course, as we've been doing for the past couple weeks, I want to plug all of the indigenous movements across this country that you can support right now. Land back lane in Ontario. They are fighting a legal battle. Um, even to have journalists on the scene, journalists are getting arrested for trying to covering what's going on. The Wet'suwet'en in BC, they are fighting against a pipeline being shoved across their unceded territory. And the Mi'kmaq here in Nova Scotia are fighting for their treaty rights to draw a moderate livelihood from fishing without getting their shit burned down, tire traps put in front of their driveways, and their people beaten by the white fishermen who are having a real one, Steve. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all the links to supporting 
those movements, either financially or if you want to just read up on them, educate yourself so you can educate others. Those links are in the description. And along with that, uh, Megan Byrne, interviewee and friend of the site, uh, has been promoting the Indigenous Devs uh, stream, which is now up for full viewing on YouTube. So you can check out um, Indigenous game developers and their work all across the globe. It's cool. Uh, that's it for plugs at the top of the show, Steve. But how are you doing? How, how, you got enough sleep since last weekend? Yeah, I'm good. Actually, that was the like the easiest extra life I've done. That was the fifth one I've, I've done. And honestly, I like as soon as I hit the bed, I crashed. But because mm-hmm. Sophia woke up at like five or five thirty in the morning. And I, in my head, I was just like, "Oh man, if if she wakes up Heather, like I'm gonna fu- I'm gonna fucking get it." <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she wakes up Heather sleeping while I'm in the other room playing video games for the last like 20 hours or whatever. Um, so I chilled out with her, and I, I finally put her to bed or whatever. And then she woke up again, and I I ended up waking Heather up at like eight or whatever, seven thirty. And but I was still like kind of good. I was able I was able to go like another hour or two. But that being said, as soon as I hit the pillow, I I dropped. Um, now, Steve, but how you, much of that, because since last Extra Life, yeah. you've had a child. Yes. How much of that do you think comes from that? <clears throat> I don't know. I, like, I might have got the training now for the late night naps, the late night uh, wake ups and stuff like that. Because even like on Thursday, the night of PlayStation 5, when I got home at 1230, my dog went apeshit and woke up Sophia who then remained up for like three or four hours. Ouch. And so I've, I've had more experience now staying up late and whatnot, um, than past years. So maybe I've, maybe I've leveled up my, uh, I don't know what skill is that? The, the all nighter skill, mm-hmm. but it was, it was good, man. I love extra life. Like it's always good to catch up on the backlog. You're obviously doing for a good cause. Like I just, mm-hmm. I like the idea of everyone kind of just like gaming extra life swung by the, the Twitch stream too, which is like always kind of cool. They did that last, uh, the last time I did it. Um, <laughs> we used it to chirp be a little political too <laughs> when they stopped swung by or whatever, but I don't know. It's always <laughs> fun. And you, you fell asleep on stream, which is the, which is like a badge of honor almost like I was dying. Uh, yeah, my <laughs> shout out Chris. to Nick, Nick Smith, my good friend, stayed up with she he uh he joined in the middle of the afternoon and played or more or late morning, played with us till like six or five AM and then he went to bed and yeah, yeah he was just playing Apex and then we we switched games. He was just <laughs> hanging out. So Nick's a G. Thank yeah. you, Nick. Yeah, him and I were just talking and then we realized like you hadn't said anything in a while. And then I looked <laughs> I looked at the computer and I just saw you just like passed out and I was like, I think Steven woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, Steve, we're going to start at the top of the show with some jobs. Uh, We've got three studios looking to hire you, dear listener. First up, Canuck Play in Peterborough is still looking for a Unity game developer, a technical animator, and a 3D modeler for static objects. These are in their Peterborough office. Uh, Check out those listings at CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs. They are, of course, hot off the heels of Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2020. Big hit coming soon to Series X and PS5 and the start of a production on their new open world adventure game. So if that excites you and interests you and you want to get paid to make games, which is pretty fun, check that out. Next stormy shore in paradise. Newfoundland is looking for a designer, uh, plus a few other roles. Um, so if you want to reach out to them, check out kinggamedevs.com slash jobs. And lastly, 
Hard Suit Labs in Seattle, Washington is looking for a lead game designer. They reached out to us because they are willing to accommodate uh, remote contracts as well as uh, TN visas if they think you're the right candidate. Uh, this is probably the uh, one of the highest profile indie studios we've had to reach out to us. So this is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. They're working on Vampire the Masquerade 2, I think. And yeah, it'd be a great studio to have on your resume. So check that out. Again, they're looking for a game designer. All of these jobs are on the site, canadiangamedevs.com slash jobs. There's one more, one more. One more. Sleeping Sleeping Giant, which uh, is my buddy Brendan, Brendan Studio. And uh, they, I forget what they were looking for last time, but they're, they're a returning uh, job hiring person. I don't even know what to call it. But anyways, they're looking for an animator for a nine-month contract. Um, main responsibilities. I don't know anything about animation, but create cycle and cinematic animations, which meet the cre- creative direction of the game, test and implement characters and animations in unity, uh, gather, acknowledge and respond to internal feedback, etc. They're looking for someone with three plus years of animating characters or at least one shipped title. Mm. Um, if you have incredible understanding of the human anatomy, weight and silhouette, which I don't, uh, strong understanding of body mechanics and animation principles, not even from an animation standpoint. I just don't have that in general. I don't have that with my my actual physical body. <laughs> with my real body. And, prof- <laughs> and proficient, proficient in Maya, uh, but mm. experience programming in Python or Mel is a plus as well. So that's uh, Sleepy Giant. They're here in Toronto. I don't know if this is remote, but if you're interested, you can check out the posting. Oh, yeah, this role can be performed remotely. Excellent. And um, so you can email Brendan at Brendan at Sleepy Giant Games, or you can check out gamedevs.com slash jobs, and you'll see the, the thing there. So. Four jobs, and, and maybe and potentially a fifth. We'll see. Potentially but. a fifth. Big, big. This big is where you job. want to be for getting hired. Steve, I got two <laughs> weeks of news to dump Oof. on you today. Uh, some of it we experienced live on the Twitch or Extra Life Twitch stream. Um, so let's start with that. Uh, first bit of news today, which long rumored, finally announced, Mass Effect Trilogy is coming to current consoles and next gen- well i guess wait what's the current console now steve oh god I'm well they're all out the, the they're all out changes now, right? right and yeah. then you keep writing the old date they're all out now right so now the current consoles is ps5 xbox series whatever and past huh. gen i don't know when do when do you stop saying next gen okay i'll just read it from their site will be available spring <laughs> 2021 for xbox one playstation 4 and pc with forward compatibility and targeted enhancements for Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. I interpret that as it'll come in an Xbox One and PS4 box and disc that you can put into your Series X or PS5 and it looks a little better. Mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But most most importantly, Steve, at the bottom of this, meanwhile, here at BioWare, this is a quote from Casey Hudson, uh, a veteran team has been hard at work envisioning the next chapter of the Mass Effect universe. We are in early stages of the project. Can't say more just yet, but we're looking forward to sharing our vision for where we'll be going next. So this is Bioware Prime in Edmonton. They have a nice little concept art here. It's a ship and people getting out of it, and there's like multiple planets on the horizon. It looks pretty. It does look pretty. I'm sad, Steve. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition trilogy will not have Andromeda. It is therefore not a canonically complete Mass Effect collection, and no one should purchase it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I am I am a little bummed that the the often forgot fourth game, like I was saying in the Discord, like uh, the Uncharted trilogy 
didn't include Golden Abyss. The Batman Arkham trilogy didn't include Origins. And now Mass Effect trilogy doesn't include Andromeda. Two yeah. of those Canadian releases in Quebec. So maybe it's a Quebec thing. I don't know. Who can say? Potentially. Potentially. What do you think, Steve? Uh, it's about time. I feel like this thing should have came out like two years ago. Um, but it's cool that's coming out near like PS5 and, and Xbox X. I don't give a shit about Andromeda really because I was playing it and it, it like bugged out on me and I lost like three hours of pro- progress. So I actually just like have a bad taste in my mouth of that mm. game. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's fine, but I, I was having fun when I was playing it, but it was just really buggy. And I played it like maybe a few months after release too. So I would have got some of the patches, but it is what it is. But um, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's about time. I'm I'm guessing this new Mass Effect game is nowhere near any like us seeing it because we haven't even seen Dragon Age 4 <laughs> yet. So What do you mean? We've seen concept art and developers like, talking at the camera like three times. So I'm guessing Matt like Dragon Age 4 at the earliest is like 2022 and then mm-hmm. like Mass Effect after that is like No, we we did this story on the site a couple weeks ago. They said it'll be their fiscal year 2021, which I think goes April to April. Yeah, so April 2021 to to March 2022. Yeah, that's when they want Dragon Age <clears throat> 4 out. Yeah, I can see it being a March 2022 game. Yeah, and then maybe... We haven't even seen it. <laughs> like, no, like, we, we have nothing. We have... I We know <laughs> nothing about this game. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Take your time. Don't... Yeah, yeah. Bioware is notorious for crunch and just brutally overworking their team. Um, and so I would wait... Take five years. Who cares? There's never going to yeah, be a shortage of games. There's never going to be, you know, a, a best. Well, I, arguably, sometimes they're better than others, but there's never going to be like no other big games are coming out so we can release now. So just take your time. No, I want Dragon Age 4. You, you all should stop working or stop seeing your family and uh, <laughs> get to work. Satire. Satire. <laughs> uh, Steve is, Steve's doing a satire. Anyway, that was, uh, we talked about that during the stream because the, they didn't, it wasn't even like a video. I thought it was going to be a stream from Bioware, but it was literally just hit publish it was on just a, a yeah, five it was a blog paragraph post. blog post on their blog. We didn't even get like a trailer of it to see it in action. So it's nope. like, we're just going off of their word, which yep. seems kind of weird, right? Like it's coming out in five months um, or six months. Spring. Um, when, when do we, yeah. when do we, spring goes to June, right? So we should okay, expect so like, this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven months. In the next seven months. Next seven months, and we don't even get a trailer. Also, it's just like the game's already made. You're just like re-releasing it, and we don't get anything to see <laughs> to see what it looks like. Not yeah, even you screen, go like, into the you go into the you, folder, you file save as <laughs> PS5, and then you you email a USB to Sony, and then it's on the exactly Anywho. like we like we we got a concept art for the next game that won't be seen in like six years, but we didn't get a screenshot of the game that's coming out in six months yes what you said is factual whatever i'm not pr from bioware so what do i know no you're not because if you were (laughs) never will anyway yeah if we can go on anyway anyway. uh saint catherine's based indie studio pixel knots patron of the site disclosure has announced their next project steve it's called rocket rumble get ready to rumble coming 2021 to early access on steam um quote Rocket Rumble is the racing party game combining the best parts of combat racing and fast-paced action fighting games. Rocket Rumble is a two-to-four player party game where a charming cast of animals and rocket suits smash and bash their way across the finish line. Sign up now for the beta. 
Go to rocketrumblegame.com. They have a little form. You can sign up for their beta. This game's cute. I replied just in all caps, Corgi, because one of the rocket <laughs> car things you can drive is just like it um the trailer they showed like a, a corgi is like lowered into a mech suit and then the mech suit's like built around it and then the corgi head pops up and his tongue's flopping all over the place and then he starts yeah. flying and it looks cute this is reminding me of because their last game was of course terminal orbit correct well, terminal terminal velocity terminal velocity Lo- no sorry lost orbit terminal velocity lost orbit terminal velocity and uh the mechanically it makes sense that this game kind of feels like a continuation of a lot of the work they did there but obviously now it's two to four player party style uh bash into i to me it screams like what if terminal velocity was like a mario kart game you know yeah yeah and it's uh it's pretty sweet i'm watching like i actually didn't see the trailer when they first posted this This is the first time i've seen the trailer and it's pretty awesome oh it's beautifully well animated too especially for yeah the, this they they just hired some some new talent, so I'm sure some of that went into the trailer here because it looks great. Um, did they yeah. hire? Didn't were the, didn't they do a job posting through us? Yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> so may, maybe someone <laughs> th- hired through us is working on this. Hopefully, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up sign us up for the beta. By the way, we are signed up for the beta. I don't have a beta sign up sound effect, but I'll come up with something, Steve. Right. Next bit of news today. Uh, Gun Pig is out now on Switch. Firepower, firepower for Hire. This is, of course, from LaPointe Joints, friend of the show in the Discord and all-around great Canadian guy. Previously released on itch.io in Steam. It's, uh, sorry, it's not out now. It's out December 3rd on Switch. Damn it, Steve. You're right. I made the same error when we... That, you that made the I same made. <laughs> <laughs> when we posted the site. Uh, of coming December 3rd, 2020 for $5.99. There is a page up right now where you can add it to your wish list because Nintendo can do that, Steve. I'm so mad. Actually, <laughs> you can you can wish list on the PS5 now. Oh, okay, but not through their website. Yeah, I don't know. Anywho, Anyways. Gunpig, firepower for hire. Sorry, I have to slow it down. Hop into your teeny tank and blast the Chrysophids. Fast, fun, arcade-style action. I played this on Itch.io. Uh, it's great. It's a tight, fun, twin-stick shooter type um, game and it'll be this is the first thing i said when when uh, we started talking to neil i was like this would be perfect for switch and he's like i'm looking at him trying to figure it out i'm just one person here and god bless him <laughs> he did it it's coming to switch nice yeah uh he gave us codes too i i've been meaning to download it i gotta give it a shot so actually, I'm, I'm gonna to stream today. this game steve don't worry Ooh, nice uh yeah check that out on the eShop. just search gun pig it's probably the only <coughs> game called that i hope on the eShop. and uh, add it to your wish list on it's only like six Switch. bucks as well so easy easy no no it, no thought is it one of those itchio games by the way that gives you a steam code as well i think you, so i don't know 100 percent. usually they say on the itchio page comes with a steam key itchio gun pig we can find this out pretty quick oh wow it's got a five four and a half star rating on itchio not bad hey um let's take a gander at this itch.io page more info i don't see maybe maybe not i don't know get it get it on itch.io <laughs> and switch buy it twice next bit of news today steve personal bit of news oh. full disclosure my studio or not my studio i don't own it the studio i work for remy games uh with studios or with offices in oshawa and halifax announced our new game we've been working on for over a year 
prototype started in 2018 before I joined the studio. Uh, Sentience. We revealed it during the Escapist Fall Showcase in partnership with EGLX. Uh, we were one of the world premiere, which was cool to see that and then have a game you worked on showing right after. That was that felt pretty cool. I see. And this is how I kind of find out. Um, you, you, you read the chat, Steve. Chat can be ruthless. And I was seeing people <laughs> in the chat say, hey, this looks cool. Oh, this looks neat. And I was like, this is fake. These are fake people. This, my mom made five Twitch accounts and she's just <laughs> leaving <laughs> messages. But no, it was it was a positive chat and uh, across all their channels they had a few thousand people watching so that, that's pretty cool um nice. yeah and we have a we have a teaser trailer that's uh more of scripted cinematic and we have a gameplay trailer that breaks down the game um yeah I, i'm excited for people to be able to check this out we got a bunch of wish lists on the first day which hey as someone who pumps wish lists for other games it's cool to see it for ours can you do it right now steve i want to play the sound effect it'll be it'll feel so sweet yeah, sure. I'll play right now. Excellent. Now, I have some... I got some beef with you, though. Uh-oh. Because here's... what What's... When we do all these Steam wi- uh, like wish list sections... Yeah. What do we always judge them on? The Steam page. And I know what where you're is going the, with this, What is the thing that we want to see on these Steam pages? You want to see GIFs. And is there any GIFs on Sentience? So the first thing I did when I saw the Steve Page go live <laughs> is I messaged our marketing person, Hillary. She's lovely. And I said, Hillary, why are there no GIFs in the Steam page? And she said she went to upload them, but Steam actually discourages you from uh, uploading GIFs because they're usually of a higher um, file size and the Steam page loads slower. So mm. Steam on their end is like, don't do this. So anytime you see like Art of Rally where they have like 10 GIFs and they're all gorgeous, that steam page loads slower for people which is you know ideally your page loads instantly because you're trying to decrease barriers to purchase so that was the explanation i said oh i didn't consider that um but we should put gifts on here and (laughs) i'm totally with you steve yeah i'm not marketing with remy anymore i did marketing on bring delight at the uh when i started a year and a bit ago and then moved into game designer role on this so all the marketing qualms no, nah, don't take it up with me. But uh, that's fair. I'm just I'm chirping you. you. But, I also um, asked about trophies, and you can't have a platinum trophy in a free-to-play game. So sad to say, we will not be featuring a platinum trophy called "Here You Go, Steve" on. <laughs> <Sentence>. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I was because we were talking about that, and I because I remember uh, I listened to like Greg Miller's PlayStation podcast, and all the free-to-play games that have a platinum trophy, like Destiny and and stuff like that, or Destiny Two rather used to not be free to play mm-hmm. so they had a they had like a platinum trophy when they were like a i don't know like a full price game and then when they went free to play they like they didn't do anything in the trophy so like things like Fortnite technically has a platinum trophy because it has like a paid mode to it but mm-hmm. apex none Legend- of the trophies none of the trophies are <laughs> yeah none of the tro- yeah none of the trophies are for the battle royale mode mm-hmm. but then like things like apex legends and you know whatever else like like apex legends is one of the biggest games uh, doesn't have like a platinum trophy, and I don't. It has like does, ten bronze, a couple silver, and a gold. Yeah, does Call of Duty Warzone have it? Have a trophy list? I don't know. Wrong person yeah. asked for that, but yeah, that's why Xbox is better because every game on Xbox gets a thousand gamer score, and that's just how it is. Are you in charge of making the trophies and achievements? No, that that would be my colleague Matt got tasked with that. So if you hate them, 
take it up with uh, man. I'll send, <laughs> you, I'll, I'll send you his at. <laughs> Jeez, you didn't do the gifts. You didn't don't do the trophies. What do you even do? I know. No, I no know. but this is uh, this is a good moment, man. Congratulations, Thank like you. on uh, on gain this on, on the steam page and stuff it must be pretty cool I, I the trailer is like pretty neat i'm excited to play it i if i'm being completely honest i'm a little i guess confused at the free to play portion like how it's free to play and not just like kind of a i guess like i'm interested in the mechanics of it being a free to play you know like the cosmetics and all that stuff and yeah i guess i could p- do the quick pitch for people it's a yeah, do it, do asymmetrical it. multiplayer game so someone's playing as the sentinels someone's playing as the rogues the premise mm. is humanity is long deceased but before we died we'd set up all these ai and robots that were essentially doing the jobs that we didn't want to do anymore but then when humanity died away these robots kept on working and a few of these robots have started to become sentient and they are wanting to break out of this monotonous routine and, you know, start living their life. When the trailer, we have the, the daydreaming robot and the butterfly lands on his hand. He's like, Oh, and then the Sentinel are deployed by the system to stop the rogues from escaping. So in every multiplayer match, someone's playing as a Sentinel might be a few rogues and the rogues are trying to sabotage some mission in whatever level they're in. So if they're in a factory, they're trying to like blow up the terminals or if they're in a market they're trying to like sabotage certain vendors and the sentinels trying to stop them and if the rogue completes enough objectives they initiate the escape phase and they can get out and if the sentinel stops all the rogues they win and so there's going to be a lot of cosmetics in the game skills abilities so we're monetizing that way where um you can earn everything through play and that's key and something you know personally i like foreign games but we will be offering a, a one premium currency to purchase cosmetics and looking at season pass and live events but that will probably be a post-launch thing yeah sure cool yeah, yeah. That's I, mean, I, I mean that uh okay that now i get that mm. um and stuff so that's cool man i, I then i agree with the free to play thing because that's the thing with asymmetrical games you kind of you need to get as many players as possible and i guess yeah we the made the decision for players over Player, players are the most important thing that make or break multiplayer games. So, Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Well, um, the Steam says February 26, 2021. I is also that... don't know about that one either, Steve. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> this is this is conversations above my pay grade. So. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, uh, yeah. it's on the wish list. If I, can, I wonder if I can search. Because, no, okay, never mind. Was submitted for approval for PS4, PS5, so mm. you can definitely download this. Oh, de- not definitely. I foresee you being able to download this <laughs> to your shiny new PS5 and play it with me there, which would be sick. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do that and stream and stuff like that. And yeah, full yes. disclosure, this is the studio that you work at, but in general, uh, the success it, of I, this game affects my livelihood. <laughs> so that's the the asterisk on this news story. All right, Steve. Next bit of news. Digital Extremes in London, Ontario has revealed the ambitious new content plan Dimos Arcana for Warframe. Of course, Warframe, one of the biggest successful Canadian indies probably ever. Mm. Uh, It's coming out later this year. They're debuting a new Necromech. I don't know what that is. And uh, (laughs) it's got a bunch of new content that players are losing their minds. The Warframe community is active, Steve. They are some of the most passionate people they have a straight up uh what's it called they have a yeah yeah they have like a convention just for just for warframe players and fans and it's crazy that this game's done so i remember steve you probably do too this is one like when i opened the ps4 shop way back in 2013 i was like oh warframe i haven't heard of that i'll check it out download it played it for a bit not my cup of tea um but i was like oh this is one of those games and that, that same 
window they had like blacklight retribution a couple other like those free free to play console games this yeah. is the only one still kicking and doing quite well and like it has an insane amount of trophy it has 31 dlc trophy packs i've gone back to it every now and then um mm-hmm. the last time it looks like around trophy pack 15 i got or 16 um I've, I've maybe i've downloaded a few times like here and there and and tested out what always happens is like the game get it's like so big it's just like confusing and i feel like every time i go back to it it's just like i don't even know what the hell i'm supposed to be doing it's um, got the it's got the same issue most live service games do like when i when i bring a friend into apex who hasn't played and i've been playing for a year and a half and they're like what is all this i'm like oh yeah if you haven't been playing this like once a week it's a lot and that's the same issue like i tried to jump into destiny for the new expansion like i can't be bothered to learn which is which is funny because destiny like cut like a lot of its shit out like they They put it in the disney vault yeah and people on the subreddit are like mad complaining about that game right now because i guess like they they removed a bunch of stuff and then they didn't really add anything and even like paid expansions like the last two paid expansions are pretty much like gone like they're in the vaults you can't like access them and stuff and I mean, to me, who like barely played Destiny two past like the first month, <clears throat> I don't even notice that shit. But Warframe, so shares a vision for the future. This uh, new content is Dimos colon Arcana. They say mm. at the bottom coming soon, and the new war is still in the works, which seems to be a much bigger content update planned for later. But for players hungry to get started right now, there's a free booster pack to enhance your experience. The Warframe PlayStation Plus booster pack five. Uh, which instantly upgrades some of your loadouts. Um, there's also uh, an Obsidian Side-Eye Sinanata PlayStation something. Uh, <laughs> the weapon is designed off the DualSense controller for the PS5. It looks pretty cool. Uh, PlayStation players also receive a seven-day experience boost in the game, seven-day in-game currency boost, 100,000 credits, and 100 premium credits just Ooh. for getting into this pack with your PS Plus. Um, it is also the seven year anniversary of the launch of Warframe on PS4 because it launched with the PS4 wow. back in 2013. Damn. So to celebrate this milestone, players on PS4 and PS5 will receive inbox gifts. So stay alert. This is from the PlayStation blog announcement. Big month for Warframe players on PlayStation. Hmm. Maybe I'll read that. Maybe I'll redownload and check it out. I, I would try they... it with you. Yeah. All right. Let's, yeah. yeah. Uh... Want to play it on PS5? Yeah, let's try. Okay. Speaking of things you might want to play on your PlayStation, Steve star renegades developed by, ah, geez, it's Toronto, right? Toronto based massive, massive damage, uh, damage, massive, massive damage. Runner up in the Ubisoft uh, national bank indie series awards this year have announced that star renegades is coming to switch and Xbox on November 19th and PlayStation four on November 25th. Previously it was only available on, PC, including Game Pass for PC. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this means, like, because pretty much every PS4 game now just, like, kind of works on PS5, but I yeah. assume they don't say PS5 in the announcement because it's not, like, the optimized for it or whatever. Yeah, th- that's still confusing to me because I, I had a confusing moment, too, with the, the Sackboy Adventure game, but mm. I guess it's just, like, maybe there's something, like, unless they actually do something, then you can't say it's, like, coming to PS5. Right. Or like you can't say PS4 and PS5. You say like PS4 and backwards compatible on PS5 or something like that. Maybe there's right. something that because like, yeah, there, I had a confusing moment with, with Sackboy, which I can talk about later, but we'll talk about it. There's something there's something with the whole like PS4 
to PS5 or Xbox One to Xbox Series X, like, update versus just working. Yeah, yeah pretty much every... I was surprised. I, I We'll talk about this later when we talk about Next Gen, but when I opened my PS5 library and it was just, like, all my PS4 games, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming Star Renegades will be playable on your PS5. That's an yeah. assumption. I tried playing Star Renegades at, on Extra Life, but for whatever it's reason... pass. Yeah, it just didn't work for me though. Like it would get it would it would just be on the lo- the like the f- the front screen. What the hell do you call that? Like the opening screen. Mm, it would yeah. play the cinematic and then just be on the front screen but no like press start, press same button or whatever and I I loaded it up, I restarted. I hate PC gaming, man. I, I Yeah, PC gaming's a lot. I restarted my computer, I uninstalled Xbox, blah blah blah, and I reinstalled it. I downloaded the game, blah blah blah, did all the shit for like an hour and just ended up giving up and playing something else, but now I'll just play it on PS4 or on my Xbox since if it's on the It'll, Xbox. I'm version. assuming it's still on Game Pass. Let's take a take a peek. Because sometimes they're only on the PC version or just the Xbox version. It is. Let's take a gander over to the Microsoft Store. Currently included with Xbox Game Pass for PC. So. Uh-huh. We'll see if it comes to Game Pass for console as well. I assume it's not on Game Pass for console because it just wasn't ready for Xbox One yet. Yeah, probably. But never assume, Steve. Anyway, big exciting news for Star Renegades. Steve will finally get to play it, maybe get some trophies in it. And oh. Yeah. Next, Steve, this is an interesting uh, story from a, a week or two ago I wanted to highlight. Uh, last year, which came out last year, um, <laughs> from... A Quebec, Montreal, a Quebec, Montreal-based indie studio, Elastic Games, has permanently reduced their price from twenty U.S. dollars to five U.S. dollars. They said, "quote We monitored a big uptick in the number of players while the game was recently on sale for the Steam Halloween Sale 2020. Our goal for the last year has always been to increase the player base and make the game as accessible as possible. We are happy to announce that we've decided to offer the game at a more accessible price." of five US dollars permanently. Thank you to the last year community for all your support. Hope it brings in uh, a bunch of new players, Steve, because we stream this game on twitch.tv slash gamedevs, and I really liked it. It succeeded where you know other similar games like um, Friday the 13th, Rest in Peace, failed in that I think it really captured that scared, angsty high school mm-hmm. cohort against a deranged killer feel um it had some balance issues i've read people think it's way too easy to win as the whatever monster but they've spent a lot of time and effort rebalancing the game it's in a much better place than it was uh at launch and hopefully with this reduced price can start to build a player base and i could totally see this in well like three to four years being like another dead by daylight success story and so yeah Check out that if you'd been holding out on last year or you hadn't heard about it until now, but it sounds interesting. It's five bucks on Steam. Nice. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about uh, Sentient and just like for these type of games, especially you want to get as many players as possible. So Need players. Yeah. Um, so good. I, I haven't, I never played this one though, but, but uh, I'm, I'm not like super crazy about the, I think I've said this before, by the way, I feel like we talked about this last week or last podcast, but um i'm not like i haven't been crazy about asymmetric like games yet like dead by daylight and friday the 13th are really mm-hmm. and resident evil um resistance are really the only ones i played and i didn't i don't know the whole four versus one thing i'm not super crazy about but 
I'm also not a big multiplayer gamer as well, so mm. I don't know. But cool. I hope it works out for them. Me too. A couple more uh, things I want to highlight. Tribute Games, one of our favorite studios over in Montreal, has announced that they are teaming up with Steel Assault from Zenovia uh, Indie Game Studio to bring this game across the finish line for a release date in 2021. I'd been following Steel Assault on Twitter for a while. Um, it wasn't Canadian, so we never talked about it on the show. But it makes total sense that this game partnered with Tribute. If anyone knows Tribute from like Mercenary Kings or Panzer Paladin this year, or uh, um, Blanken, uh, Flint Hook was probably my favorite game by them. Then you would look at Steel Assault and could be forgiven for thinking it's a tribute game because it's just mm-hmm. gorgeous pixel art, two D side scrolling, um, action platforming, tight. It looks it looks tight. You see a game's trailer and you're like, oh, I want to play that. It just <coughs> you can feel controlling the character, and so it makes total sense to me that they partnered with Tribute for this because Tribute has the experience making these types of games for like over six years now seven eight a long time and now that it's canadian steve we can talk about it and we will definitely be playing it hells yeah like this this games tribute games is one of my like kind of favorite developers in recent um like this year or whatever that because i didn't really follow them until you kind of pointed me towards them and like they're awesome like this trailer is Fucking oh, sick. Oh, this, <laughs> this trailer, so the trailer opens with like a, a screen um, showing off the two logos and then the bars come in off the side to make it four by three. And then it just mm-hmm. straight up looks like if you weren't paying attention, just like a, like SNES style. Yeah. Game. Like, like this is how I, th- like I'm watching this. I'm like, I feel like I played these games when I was like 10 years old, but I know oh. they weren't like this fast and fluid oh. and, and beautiful. Right. So they, they, they could do this shit so well, like making games, look like they're from the SNES, but giving them like modern day aesthetics mm. and, and just speed and, and, uh, smoothness, like the, like they're, the, they're one of the best at it. So this is, this is up top of my, uh, or wait, are they on, when are we, when are we doing the wish list for these guys? Not yet. No, not okay. yet. We'll, we'll see. Right, we'll, we'll put them I'll, in the pocket. They got time. Right, 2021. Right. But yeah, <laughs> right, check out steel salt. Two more bits of news. Radio general, uh, interviewee on the site and, uh, regular feature news story uh, developed in Saskatchewan, one of the big Saskatchewan PC releases, check out our interview mm-hmm. with them, has released their soundtrack for Radio General for free for Armistice Day, uh, now known as Remembrance Day, which was this past week in Canada. And the game is 50% off until November 16th, which if you're listening to this, the day it goes live on Patreon, you still got time. Other than that, check out the Steam page anyway, add it to your wish list, it'll go on sale again, I'm sure. Uh, the soundtrack uh, we also commented on the sound design in this game is exceptional. Steve, you and I streamed mm-hmm. it on Twitch. Um, it captures, I don't know. I wasn't in world war one, but I assume <laughs> you and they did so much research, Steve, for this game that I'm imagining that that period accurate, um, soundtrack. And, um, yeah, this is like a, the kids in my high school who would like wear t-shirts of, bomber jets and stuff and nerd out in history class this is their game you know yeah yeah for sure and yeah so the soundtrack's free just forever now uh, so if you want to give it a listen maybe in the background of your work week uh and check out the game on steam too nice. lastly cosmocat games has announced the third major early access update to their rogue light survival horror toxicant the explorer update We've been covering this game for a long time on the site. Shout out to Adam in the Discord. Always there. I enjoy talking to you, Adam. The game is on Itch.io and Steam. And in the Explorer update, there are achievements, finally, 
for Steam users who like that. The final level... Oh, no, I messed that up. That's the next update. Ignore me. In the Explorer update, there are new mushrooms, new beacon types, and a revamped beacon and launcher beacon launcher and user interface, um, as well as uh, persistent discovery log items. So those will persist over runs now. The next update is planned to have achievements, the final level of the game, dot, 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 and more, question mark, which would put it within what the, the the idea is to have the entire game wrapped up version 1.0 by december of this year so they've been very good about their um, roadmap um so check mm-hmm. out them cosmo cat games on twitter and yeah this game looks great steve and we were talking last week with uh t- sorry two weeks ago with um lunar no the game that looks like a ps1 game that we were talking about on the site hold on i, I tweeted yeah, about it today it? Lauren's Lure. Yes. By uh, Toronto Studio. Um, this game is fitting into that genre of like, it looks like if you just glanced at it, like a PlayStation 1 first person game, you know? Yeah, for sure. And the updates have been consistent. The roadmap <laughs> is well detailed. And yeah, can't go wrong, I would say, with Toxicant. So it's 11.49 right now. And, and you usually say that usually, maybe not in this case, but games tend to go a little bit more expensive when they actually get their full release, right? Mm-hmm. Usually. Yeah. So, I mean, we're a we're month and a half away or so from that expected time. Check it um, out. <clears throat> check it out and, you know, 12 bucks, whatever. 12 bucks, whatever. That's two Starbucks coffees if you're a, if you're a venti drinker. That's it for the news this week, Steve. All these are up on... No, that's not true. Most of these will be up on the site, CanadianDevs.com. <laughs> check them out i'm sorry i've been i've been i need to i need to post more stories this week steve that i had a week i had a stretch there at the end of september where my goal is like i would get up every morning i would get a get a coffee sit down and just write one story and post it or like at least get a couple drafts written and have them in there and uh i think i need to get into doing that again because it helps to have that consistency yeah man i no, I, I hear you like i i also i'll like ham out some time and then you know, when I'm done or whatever. And then the next day I'm like, I should do that again. That was good. And then I just don't. <laughs> I had a good stretch. Is it, when you make it part of your routine, you know, then it, then it, then it gets easier. Yeah, exactly. But we're done with the news. Now we're on to wish list this, Steve. Uh, this segment, of course, inspired by Brett, rest in peace, and Steve's frequent wish listing of games while we talked about them on the show. So I made a segment. Every week I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games Steve has to add to his wish list right here, right now. We've been a little bendy with the rules if you have like a like a newsletter sign up or if you're on game jolt and you like follow the game where it's not necessarily a wish list we just have it so we're directing traffic at your game which is the goal this first game for wish list this this week is by a newly minted montreal based studio singing crows uh the game is called dum dum dinos it's releasing 2021 on steam quote an episodic casual strategy game that follows a T-Rex named Tyson and his friends on their adventure in a land controlled by tyrannical cats. Construct buildings, lead troops, use powers, and make choices to ensure victory and free the land of cats once and for all. The evil cats are very funny in this trailer. <laughs> I love the art style when they come on screen. Cats are so easy to vilify, Steve, and I get it. They're kind of dicks, but the, <laughs> <laughs> the cat slander continues in Dumb, Di- Dumb Dumb Dinos. Um, 
this trailer tells me everything I need to know about the type of game this is. Mm-hmm. Um, the art style is very unique, very compelling. Um, down, take down the cats, but watch out. The cats have a few trick up their sleeves. And there's this cat. Oh, that, I think that cat's supposed to be Trump with like the, the comb over thing. No gifts in the Steam page, but that's okay. They got time. Um, what do you think looking at this page, Steve? Talk to me. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just like looking at it right now. So is it like a RTS sort of? Like I'm, I'm getting like the SimCity like vibes from like way back in the day, like the squares and stuff or whatever, or like uh, Advance War. But I'm, so maybe I didn't, maybe I wasn't like listening. I think it's turn-based cool. strategy. Turn-based strategy. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. And I like it's kind of like the, like, I don't know. How would you like describe like the art and stuff? It's, it's like <laughs> hand-drawn and sort of it's like, like a, simplified. It's like no- notebook like, doodles. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great description actually. So I'm like, I'm enjoying that too. Um, mixed the trailer, mixed like, with sort of tile pixel art in the background, and the trailer like plays into that. Like they're like the card, like the where it says team up with the dinos plus join the resistance. It looks like just someone's holding like a card in front of like a camera as it like shakes <laughs> or whatever. So like kind yeah. of, I don't want to say like low budget because I don't want to like give it that impression, but it, it's it feels like that where it's like it's a resistance. So it's just like people kind of I don't know coming together and just it's a two person team. Uh, yeah. there, there are two partners in uh, Quebec who are, this is their first game. Oh, nice. So yeah, they, uh, they reached out to us when you can too. contact Canadianos.com. So we will be covering studio scene crows and dum, dum dinos going forward. And I have to ask Steve is dum, dum dinos on your steam wish list. Yes, it is. Excellent. Next game today on wish list. This flow weaver. By Stitch Media in Toronto and Silver String Media in Montreal. This game's releasing 2021, and you can wishlist it now. Quote, You are trapped, bound by magic by unknown captors. But you are a flow weaver and can move between dimensions, travel amongst them, learn new spells, and uncover the secrets of this strange world to orchestrate your escape. I think this is Stitch Media's second game, first game. Um... Yeah, terrar- Terrarium uh, earlier this year. And then Rival Books of Aster in 2017. So this is their third release in partnership with another Canadian studio. It's going to be VR, Steve. It's coming to Oculus Rift. It'll support uh, tracked motion controllers uh, d- designed to be played seated. Um, yeah, and the premise is super interesting to me. It's kind of like almost like an escape room. I was going to say, yeah, like game. an escape room, but magic and fantasy kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're switching between dimensions in this one space. So it's a, it's a clever way to make use of, cause a lot of times VR is hampered by their ability to not move. Like you have to either teleport around or just have a lot of things come to you in the scene. But in flow weaver, you're in one space, but you're transporting between dimensions in the same room or area. So yeah. that lets you have a lot of different environments around you while you play and solve these puzzles. Uh, what do you think looking at this page? Yeah, I like it. Um, it's pretty, like, I love the colors and stuff like that. Like, some of these worlds, like, there's this big giant tree, and it's, like, all red leaves and stuff like that, and then there's, like, a fiery kind of looking level. Um, Gorgeous. Looking, pre- looking pretty sharp, I gotta say. And, uh, I, you know, I don't, have, I don't have Oculus, I don't have VR or whatever, so, but, um, you know, we're, we're obviously here to help. So mm-hmm. flow weaver requires a uh, control in order to play mouse and keyboard is not supported. And just looking at this trailer. Yeah. It's seems to be motion control designed, but if you have an Oculus, you have the controller 
unless you yeah. bought it by itself for some reason. So did the Oculus stuff uh, get rid of the Facebook requirements, or, or are they just no. being like... Oculus yeah. is is Facebook now, and Facebook is Oculus. Mm, true. What can you do? I have to ask Steve, even though we're not going to play it because we don't have Oculus, is Flow Weaver on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Also, no gifts in the Steam page, but that's okay. I can't. I've lost all my credibility now because the game I'm working on um, <laughs> doesn't have gifts in the Steam page, so I really just can't roast that anymore. Last game today, Steve, published by Vancouver Graffiti Games, but developed by an Argentinian studio, Blue Fire is releasing early next year on Steam. Quote, Embark on an extraordinary adventure through the perished world of Penumbra to explore unique temples filled with diverse enemies, sharp 3D platforming challenges, quests, collectibles, and more. Slash daunting adversaries, leap through deadly traps, and master the art of movement. What do you think, Steve? Mm. Blue Fire. Look at this trailer. Speak to me. Talk to me. I'm usually not a fan of like chibi-style character design, but... Mm-hmm. It's not bo- it's not bothering me with this. I like the character, and uh, it looks super fat. It looks like a cartoony Devil May Cry. You know, I think this was I think this game was in one of those wholesome directs. As I vaguely remember seeing it. Really, doesn't seem very wholesome. You're like cutting up demons and shit. Well, you know, they, they all, oh, they have gifts in the Steam page. Here we go. Yeah, probably a different game. I'm thinking of then. Ooh, but, the um, the sound in the trailer like slaps too. It's good. Yeah, I'm getting um, kind of Wind Waker vibes, too, from the the combat in dungeons. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Even like it's, some of the there's even some of the enemy designs, too, are, are kind of like Wind Waker style. Yeah. Yeah. Big cavernous um, yeah. dungeons. And uh, yeah, uh, the studios in Argentina, the publishers in Vancouver, they've um, developed and published a bunch of successful indies. Um, yeah. Uh, this looks sick. Wind Waker ish kind of chibi character action adventure game. Yeah. No, I like it. It's uh I I think like because there's like the platforming there's the combat and I'm wondering they seem to be focusing a lot on the 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 platforming in the trailer. So I'm just mm. a little you know, is it like a Prince of Persia style where it's like, it's really about the platform and the combat's sort of just there, but that's really like my only thing. Like it does still look a lot of fun. Like it looks pretty sweet and the worlds definitely look pretty cool. So, but everything looks like sword attacks. So I'm just, I'm just a little, I, w- I would want to see some more combat, I guess, but uh, under reviews, kind of funny games says I'm excited to play blue fire. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, Steve, I have to ask is blue fire on your steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. That's it for wish list. This this week if you want to get your game on the show dm me email us contact at canadiangamedevs.com get it to us um we'll talk about it it's really nice when people reach out and like hey we're excited we discovered your podcast or whatever through the wish list this and uh and we wanted you to check out our game and that always that always feels good so if you want to make me feel good send me your game all right steve it's been the week since we talked the u.s elected the correct senile <laughs> rapist and the next generation of consoles came out. I know what I want to talk about to you talk about with you. Holy, I'm slurring my speech a bit before this. I should mention we, we recorded an interview with, um, Jean Leggett, patron, amazing all around game developer, life coach, business devs. That'll be up on the feed before or after this. I don't know. Whenever I figure out how to post it. And so we've been talking for like three, 
three hours, two hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Around 3.30 is when we started, so, yeah. Close out. Discord discussion, Steve. Next gen happened. We both got one. You got a Series S and a PS5. I got a Series X and a PS5. We've been we've been playing a lot of them, mm-hmm. talking about it in our Discord with people. Uh, most people haven't got one yet. <laughs> most people are making the incredibly smart decision to wait because these consoles will only get cheaper, smaller, and have more exclusives. You and I are the idiots who bought it at launch and dumped a bunch of money into <laughs> the oh, PlayStation yeah, I, I, and Xbox I dr- Playbook this week. I went to I went to the mall to like just pay off the console before the launch, but mm-hmm. the PS Five before the launch, and then like. Heather, Heather's birthday is coming up and she wanted to go to people's and I'm like, I can't be the guy who like drops like $700 <laughs> on PlayStation shit and then not get, you know, a nice, a nice birthday <laughs> present for my wife. So I dropped like a thousand dollars. said Mario's for your birthday. <laughs> it's, it's three for 15 medium, small pizzas, personal pizzas. <laughs> She'd be down with that. She's like, you don't have to. I'm like, no, I can't be like, I, I'm not dropping like $800 on me and then like nothing, like nothing on you. So anyways, uh, yeah, we, I dropped like a lot of money on, uh, consoles, but you know, it's, we get a, we get a gen, uh, console launches like every three or four years. Like it's big shit when it happens. So I posted a, I've never had more people message me about an Instagram story, mainly cause I never post Instagram, but I, I dug up the picture of the PS4 launch. I'm in the passenger seat of my dad's <laughs> Mazda five out of camera is six teenage boys in a case of Red Bull. And I'm like turned halfway around holding the PS4 box in my arms, mouth half open, double chin, just like complete slob looking teenage boy. And I recreated that picture with the PS5 box this week and I posted them back to back on my story. And I had like five or six people message me. I haven't talked to in years. Be like, ah, oh, that's funny. You're like, oh damn, where'd you get one? I've been trying to find one. So maybe I should post Instagram more. Who knows? There you go. But yeah, it's been a, yeah, it was like I was like time is a flat circle. It's the exact same picture. I'm wearing a red coat. Just turned around. I owe you. Uh, I owe you the photo for me, which I have. Yes, uh, we're making a new Discord emoji because we have one of Steve holding the PS4 box, and and we need to get one of Steve holding the PS5 box because yeah. I, I need that. So yeah, Steve owes me that picture. But we've both been playing. Steve, should we? Let's start with Xbox. I feel like we have more to say about PlayStation. You got the Series S. What do you think? Um, so I haven't had an Xbox in like a year, right? Like, I, or no, sorry. Since March, I gave it to my brother when like COVID hit and stuff. And he was, and he was spending more time at home. And I was like, here you go. And even before then, I didn't really like, I wasn't really playing it. Um, and stuff. So it's, it's been like a year, I would say, since I played any really Xbox games. Um, so we got the S cause it's like, it's the game pass slash, you know, Netflix. Game pa- uh, Netflix machine. Like it's in my in my bedroom we don't even the tv in here i don't even think it does 1080p i think it's still 720p so nice game the x wasn't like a huge concern for me Mm -hmm. like when they do the next big things maybe i'll i'll like swap it or whatever but i'm i'm i was super like this was the first next gen console right so i was like super impressed with how fast everything is the Mm -hmm. loading the um, the quick resume stuff heather and i are going back and forth between our games and, and whatnot i haven't played that much xbox i was really just kind of watching heather play uh, like some gears tactics in, in this naruto game and i kind of just like downloaded my stuff from game pass just to get set up um but i haven't like played too much but i'm super like impressed like if i was talking to a friend a little while ago and he knows i'm a big playstation guy and he was just like what console should i get and he's not like a really big gamer mm-hmm and I was like, dude, get the Series S. It's it's like $400 and get Game Pass. Like, mm-hmm. then you're covered. You have EA games. You have 
all the Microsoft games, if you haven't gamed for like five or six years, it's like it's an amazing machine. And yeah, you got NHL 20, Madden 20, FIFA 20, like yeah. all the mainstream sports games, pretty much. Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, like all Master Chief Collection, all that stuff. If you haven't been gaming for a while, like that's the shit. That's the way to go. I feel like if I was a hardcore like Xbox person, like how I'm a PlayStation guy, I would be a little bit disappointed because there's like no big console or no big game coming out with it and things like that. And I would just be playing the same games I was playing anyways. It'd just be running a little bit better or a lot better, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not an Xbox main Xbox guy, so to me, it's like a really awesome machine, and I love it. Um, I just haven't I haven't played it like that much. Um, Heather's been playing. It. We we designated the Xbox for Heather, so she created her own character and stuff, and she's like the main nice. person on the console, and, and so she's been playing it more than me. Um, but it's good to have like something in the bedroom again because we we didn't have uh, anything. We just had a TV mounted with nothing connected to it. She just, <laughs> just stared at you while you slept. What about you? The Series X is it, dude. Like, it's it. Like, even opening the box was an experience. Like, I expected the Halo music, the chorus to come in. Just like, yeah. Oh, it's so good, Steve. And uh, moving all my shit over was fine. Because um, mm-hmm. it's it's essentially the same. Like, the three... No, sorry. The Xbox One got a big update at the end. That was essentially the Series X OS. So I'd kind of been using it for a little bit. And, yeah, it, it was cool. It was the first time I'd set up a game console from my phone. So how it is is you turn it on, and it's like, hey, do you have the Xbox app installed? I'm like, yeah, I do. And I open the Xbox app, and it's like, is this your Xbox? I'm like, yep. And then I did everything, like, connected to the Internet, signed in, set my preferences through the app. Because whenever you're trying to put in your password for stuff, like, one letter at a time with a with a controller it's the worst and just being able to do that with two thumbs on my phone made it it just it just felt cooler and once i got set in i went to the settings right away because i also splurged on etv a split with my partner this month because i wanted the 120 frames um 4k for both the new consoles because they support that and Dude, go into the Xbox settings, and it's just like, this is your TV, this is what it can do, this is the setting, you can run it. And I was just like, at the max one, I was like, okay, yeah. And then uh, I booted up, um, my friend wanted to play Battlefront 2, because they're getting into big Star Wars binge, and I was like, sure, whatever, it's on Game Pass. And holy shit, dude, like, even Tori looked up, and, and she was like, whoa, this looks amazing. Like, spinning the camera left and right really fast usually messes with it in a first-person game, but it was just butter it was just mm. butter steve and being able you can have five games open at any time and just switch between them and it takes like a couple seconds i know like, that's that's so cool i thought i just assumed the ps5 could do that too and it can't so i was just like what the hell <laughs> i'm never finishing another game steve i'm gonna have five <laughs> games open at all times juggling it like a circus freak for the rest of my life yeah. never gonna finish another game it's so impressive to me yeah but yeah that's so yeah i, I totally agree with you and they're positioning the series S I think for lapsed 360 players. Cause one of their things they did is um, all cloud saves for 360 are now free. You don't have to have gold. So you just sign in with your Microsoft mm. account on your series S or X and all your saves for every 360 game are there. Um, which I think there are people who, especially in rural areas without great internet connection or in international markets, which Xbox has been great at reaching, especially in Latin America, people who aren't on the cutting edge with fiber and all this stuff who maybe haven't bought a console since the 360 and the series S is with game pass. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I mean um, the series S like was like $400 Canadian 
Mm-hmm. I th- I'm pretty. I'm more than certain. I feel like it also has it has a it has a better GPU than the PS5, which you know it doesn't mean a whole lot. It's what you can do with it, right? But it's slightly more powerful than the competition, but it, it loses a lot in other areas. Um, but, I thought it was the yeah. I don't I don't know that stuff. It's all foreign to me. I thought it was like the teraflops or something was like that I is the know. buzzword. Yeah, that's the buzz. So I don't, I don't know any no, of that CPU's stuff. No, CPU is better. One of the one of the U's is better. And that's fair. I was looking at a breakdown of it, but yeah. So S S is the like if anyone in my life was like a casual gamer, COD sport game every year, and they didn't want to drop much, they S the S. And if yeah, you are the big I want maximum performance on my TV, it's the X. So mm. yeah, cool. PS Five, Steve. It's huge. <sighs> Oh my god, this thing's a monster. It's so I, huge. We're getting a new uh TV stand because it doesn't fit. Because it doesn't it fits if I take off the the stand and then jam it in from the back because the front has like a, a thing. Right. But then I have to then put the stand on while it's like inside <laughs> the, the thing. Like it was such a pain in the ass. I was so mad. And we're just gonna get like a new TV stand because we also have like magic. a we're, we also have like a uh, an audio converter thingy that's just a beast that's on a table beside it and it's kind of annoying having like a tv stand and a table right beside it just for one thing so we're going to look for a tv stand that's just can have those two things um it's such a I, I can't believe it like heather was looking at it and she was like this is the same generation as like the xbox series s because the s is tiny like it's mm-hmm. i don't know i don't like I don't have anything clear in my, my area, but it's not too much longer than a game disc or like a, a game case. And then it's maybe yeah. like four game cases stacked up. So like it's tiny. And then the PS five, like Sophia is going to confuse it for a big brother or something. Like it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a beast. It's like, I have that complaint. And I have one other major complaint about the PS five. Everything else though. I love about the machine. So hit me with the complaints up front. So the, the size, yeah, definitely is just annoying. The other thing is the way it shows trophies is it shows the cards like not horizontally. a list. I know it's not a list. So I when need, you're looking, I was like, I was like, they got to let me sort by a list. Cause there's no yeah. way it's like three trophies fit on the screen and I have to scroll right to get through them all. But yep. that. And then the text is smaller, right? So if it says like, you know, have Sackboy boy jump and then like, it doesn't tell you the rest of it. So dot, I'm like, dot, how the dot. F- yeah. I'm like, Oh, I got to open it to find out how to get this trophy. Like I've barely looked at tr- the trophy list for games on um on the console i just go to psm profiles like i i've been I using the they updated the app have you opened the app since they updated it not really no is the, the trophies the on there apps, too yeah the, the trophies are on there and it is a list it's correct and yeah i've had the app in open it, it like syncs in real time and like as stuff notifies on my screen it notifies my phone if it's open which is kind of cool and yeah mm. i've just had the list open because i both of you and i 100 percented um astrobot so I was cleaning up those last trophies and I was like, I really don't want to go back to the trophy list every time on the system. So I opened it on my phone and just did it that way. I lost you for a little bit there, but I think you were talking about Astrobot. So yes, that's yeah. okay. I was saying it's my go-to now when I want to clean up trophies is I pull it up, pull it up on the app on my phone. Oh, I see. Yeah. And just yeah. look at the list that way where it's proper and I was yeah, just doing that with, but with PSM profiles, like I was looking at on my phone, which is annoying because I had to like sync it because I was like, oh, should I should take it this one. I don't want to look on the fucking console. Um, did you platinum Masterbot? Yeah, I hundred percent. I got the speedrun ones too because there's a little like three trophy bonus pack. 
Yeah, I was getting notifications where it's like, Steven, beat your time. Reclaim the title. Ooh, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm you not, actually I'm not got notifications that. for that? Yeah, and then I turned them off. Because <laughs> I was trying <laughs> to play. I was playing Miles Morales. Uh, I'm, okay, so yeah, my, I had a bunch of Amazon credit from like gift cards and stuff um, for a while that I've been saving up. So all my games are actually coming tomorrow. But yeah, I've been playing. Uh, I played Astro Bot. Dude, can we talk about Astro Bot for a sec? Because what an amazing just, game. Just a I great. I love it. Probably the. Well, my fa- it's it's my favorite packing game. No offense to Wii Sports, but like, it's just it's just pure joy. Wii Sports had the like longevity of it, or what, the replay value of it, of it, or whatever. You know, like you want to um, you want like, a packing game to demonstrate why you got a new console, and Wii Sports did that by introducing motion controls to the masses, and Astrobot did that by showing you what this friggin' dual sense magic box controller does yeah astrobot is so cool and like just looking at all the like it's it's a love letter to the playstation like it's like all the all the like game references and stuff like that it's just astrobot was sweet i applied him to yesterday and i was like yo this is actually like i i tweeted about this like i had more fun with astrobot than i did mario odyssey like it's definitely a fanboyism thing but i like this game is dope like it's so cool now that I platinum, I'll never play it again. But no, I am not going to either. <laughs> but maybe they'll add more. Uh, it was also funny because it, it's like for those who don't know, it's you're inside the PlayStation Five or you're inside PlayStation, and so there's like different levels are like uh, GPU jungle and cooling meadows, and it's like all the components of a game console, and you you collect these artifacts that are just random, so like like parts of PlayStation history that now that they've been uh, making stuff for like, what it'll be 34 years, 30 years soon that they, they've kind of earned that like trip down memory lane in a way that, um, you know, you would, wouldn't have been felt, wouldn't have felt appropriate for like the PS3 or PS4. But yeah, looking through like four generations of PlayStation stuff and all the references. And my favorite part, Steve is, so there's all these little robots on every level who are, Easter eggs for popular PlayStation games, yeah. like whatever they're doing. And you, I, I was just like, every couple of seconds, I was like, oh, that's Infamous. Oh, that's uh, Uncharted. Oh, that's Tomb Raider. Oh, there's Crash. Oh, there's Ape Escape. Oh, there's... And I was just like, loving it, Steve. I know. It was so good. I love the Last of Us one. It was... It was uh, Joel and Ellie like hiding behind like a wall, and then like uh, and then another Astrobot thing with like the cordyceps on his head. Yeah, yeah. It was. I'm like, ah, oh, that one did was so around well. the corner from the Uncharted one, which I thought was nice. Oh yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But I found um, Sly Cooper, Steve. So confirmed. Sony in 2020 knows Sly Cooper exists. <laughs> it's aware that Sly Cooper is a thing. There is at least two people, maybe three, to animate to paint people at the company Sony in 2020 who are aware of Sly Cooper. That gives me hope. <laughs> That's all I needed. That's all um, I needed. You play Bugsnacks. How is that? I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Bugsnacks is weird. It's, um, it's got like some weird undertones that are kind of dark and messed up. And, uh, Oh really? It's funny though. It's, it's well-written. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Octodad. hundred percent of that game on Vita PS3 and PS4 played it through three times to completion. I love Octodad. If you liked the humor in Octodad, that's here in Bugsnax. Um, but it's first person, which is a departure. It's not really physics based. It's more of like a adventure game. We are talking to these people who've gone to this Island to investigate the bug snacks, which are these little anthropomorphic snack foods, like, 
friders, which is like a spider made out of French fries or strawbies, which are like strawberries where the leaves are legs. And I'm about an hour or two in and it's weird. There's a weird dark undertone. You're like a journalist sent to investigate um, what's going on on this island and something weird is going on on this island. I don't know what. I assume I'll figure out eventually. But yeah, it's I, I was from the trailer and the Canino Benito Bug Snacks song that blew up when they announced the game. I was like, oh, this is a happy-go-lucky next game from the Octodad studio. But no, there's something messed up going on here, Steve. Hmm. I, I had no idea because I... I downloaded it, but then I, you know, I have Sackboy, I have uh, Miles Morales, I have Spider-Man. I was like, I got enough. I feel like I should, something needs to kind of get cut in order for mm-hmm. me to like not spread my attention across like four or five games. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bugsnax was the one that is on the cutting room floor. Um, and it's, it's oh. a pretty easy platinum from that too. So I'm, I'm probably this week going to be at like two 100% PS5 games starting, starting strong. Oh, nice. That's nice. So it's an easy uh, platinum then? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Blake in our Discord just posted they 100%ed it um, oh. two hours mm. ago. Yeah, 100% achievements on. I think maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that because I, I my idea was like I'll play Miles Morales and, Morales and then I'll do Spider-Man OG, but maybe I'm like, maybe that's too much Spider-Man. <laughs> and I'll like Dude, take a break, Spider-Man take a OG break. is too long. Like, it, it drags. Yeah, especially the DLC is just like... Oh, that screwball DLC. Holy moly. I fucking hate that girl. Um, <sighs> Spider-Man, though, is, like, pretty sweet. Like, it's just more Spider-Man. Like, it's nothing mm. shocking or, or whatever about it. It's just a good, like, it's a good story so far. It's fun. Like, I would take a new Spider-Man game like this, like, every two or three years, which, you know, kind of seems Prob- like we're on the track will, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll take that because um, I like the story. It's... It seems much shorter because, like, I think I've played it for th- four or five hours, and I'm like, it says I'm like forty percent through. I've heard, I've heard the uh, average playthrough is ten to fifteen hours on a few podcasts I listen to. Yeah, so that so I'm probably around there, and then you gotta you gotta beat it again um, on New Game Plus to get the platinum. So I'll do that. But it's just, it's more Spider Man. Like Heather was asking me about it, and I was like, you know, it's good. It's it's not as like special as the first one. Cause that was just mm. cool when it came out. Cause it'd been so long, but mm. it's just like, it's a good game. Like there's nothing wrong with it. They didn't, you know, what's uh, don't break. What's not, uh, or don't fix what's broken. What, no, broke, what, don't fix it. Thank you. <laughs> don't break it. My um, favorite uh, review I've read so far is from Gita Jackson at uh, motherboard vice gaming. And the interesting thing, and maybe you can speak to this because I haven't played it yet. I'm still waiting for my copy to get here, but since Spider-Man 2018, we've had the protests in the U.S. around police brutality. And for anyone who's played Spider-Man 2018, you're essentially a cop. You work for the the main person who gives you missions is an NYPD officer. You build yeah. a police surveillance state around New York. And in this one, the police are almost not characters at all. Like, they're there at scenes and levels. You don't talk to them. They don't talk to you. No one gets on your little intercom and tells you, break and entering at whatever and whatever there's no side mission that's police related there's no it's essentially look like they've stripped all the police that was in spider-man 2018 out of the game which personally i think is stupid like you got to commit to one or the other either spider-man works for the cops and that's what it is because this is cartoon world and superheroes have always had pretty conservative politics or Miles is an actual black character in New York. And one of the missions ends where you just stand in front of a Black Lives Matter mural. So if you're going to put the game in the context 
of New York in 2020 as a black character, but just ignore that experience. And I'd recommend everyone check out Gita's review. That just seems super stupid to me. And like, just go one way or the other. I need you to commit. Cause that, that I feel like that's going to bother me to no end when I play it. Hmm. Um, there's definitely like cops in the game, but yeah, they're not, there's, there's not a character that's talking to you. Like the main characters that kind of talk to you are, is like your buddy who, whose name I can't even remember. The Asian guy from yeah. he's in uh, the Tom Holland movies, right? Yeah, yeah, basically that character. Yeah, he's basically the replacement of the cop in the the OG Spider Man, like okay. the the girl. But your uh, your um, Intel guy who's at the computer. Yeah, like he knows I'm Spider Man and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, your uncle, which you know, if you watched uh, the the Into the Spider Verse game, like you can like or Spider-Verse movie, or just know the comics, like, you could probably see where it's going. Because your cop, like, your dad is a cop, right? But he passed away, so they reference him He dies a lot. in the first game. Yeah, but, so they reference that a decent amount. Um, the, the like, kind of bad cop state characters are less, are less, like, they're more, like, security guards for, like, that company that you're kind of trying to take down sort of thing. So... Mm. I can I can see that there's been missions where like I get it from from a um like there was I'm thinking of one where like I basically there was like an interaction with like a cop but he was nameless or whatever like it it wasn't anything I thought I did read somewhere that they actually did take out like some things you get missions now from like an app that your character created so like people are basically tweeting <laughs> which sounds like the most annoying shit ever but basically you're like people are tweeting like that they need help and that mm-hmm. crimes are being reported like on the app so it's not like you're listening to like cop radio or anything like that hmm. so again i don't know if that was changed because of the black lives matter stuff or is that that's just the direction they went to because they needed stuff for this like character to do for you mm-hmm Right, like to make you apps and shit like that, because it, it that's how you get side missions as well. Like you don't just see a thing pop up on the map. I don't even remember how you get side missions in OG Spider Man, but you you basically the, on the, the app, police the police scanner is the radio thing, and then it shows up on the board oh so yeah so now that's basically replaced with like this app that you just kind okay. of like pop out anytime, and the crimes do happen. I'm trying to even think how they like pop up. I think you just get like a notice like a. Thing that just says a crime is in the area. Help, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so the Black Lives Matter mural thing, though, I don't, I don't think I've played that. I don't think I've seen that. I've seen the yet. same screenshot. Like, like a, it ends and pans up to it. I've seen that. So, like, they've put it in their game in a front and center way, and and they, yeah, hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's obviously a tightrope that I'm sure writers are pushing against and management was pushing against, but it's going to bother the hell out of me. And I'm, I'm going to complain about it next week once I've beaten it, but yeah, that's fair. I just see the screenshot now at least, but I, but it, I wouldn't, I didn't know it's like in a mission. Like it just looks like it's kind of a section in the world. So yeah, like but it has the, like, the, the gay district district or gay neighborhood and uh, the Spider-Man 2018. And it was just like, that was a, a dis a neighborhood in New York. That was just crosswalks or rainbows, pride flags everywhere. Murals. Hmm. Um, so I guess like it's, it, there's definitely like a, like I haven't played the OG Spider-Man since it came out. So I don't see that. I'm not like aware of the disconnect or whatever of like, Spider-Man's like the cop's best friend and Miles Morales is like not. Um, and, but it's definitely like, there's definitely like less cop stuff. And mm. I don't know if it's really, um, 
like I haven't seen again the the thing that seems to be like the most in your face is that that pan that you just mentioned, but mm-hmm. I haven't like seen that yet. But other stuff is like it seems like it's pretty like I wouldn't think it was because of the Black Lives Matter stuff. I would just assume they they needed this character to, like make something for your dude so that he has a reason of even existing in the world. So that's why they do that app thing instead of like a radio. Okay, radio. I will be meticulously picking apart the scheme so I'm don't sure. you worry it has the same like that has like re- like things to hide and or like to find and stuff like similar to the backpacks and stuff like that so oh my god like how many of- how many times do you lose a backpack there were like 56 backpacks in spider-man like after the the th- 30th backpack he's lost aunt may would just go you're not getting more backpacks i'm that's sorry how she knew he was Spider-Man. irresponsible spoilers. that's how he knew that's how he she knew he was spider-man spoilers um so so, so they don't do backpacks but they do something similar okay open world games are always struggle with generating content to get you to do something and red dead 2 is the only good one uh yeah <laughs> any other things you want to say about your ps5 uh demon souls i did play like an hour or two and it's just like it's really really like incredible i just haven't like got into it because i haven't mm-hmm. like I haven't gotten the right mindset where I'm like, okay, this is the game. Cause as soon as you, you play it and then if you like veer off of it, then you're like screwed. Right. So yeah, that, that has to be the game you're playing till you beat it. Yeah. So I'm, I want to beat miles and then maybe I'll even beat bug snacks and then I'll attempt demon souls maybe. Mm. But it's also like taunting me. Cause I look at it and I'm like, yo, I, this is the game I really want to play. Like this is the only, um, is it the only PS five only game? No, Astrobot. <laughs> oh yeah, Astrobot. So so Demon Soul is really the only like release like full price PS5, PS5 game. game. Yeah, technically. Yeah. And then the the other fun one is Sackboy, which is like really fun. Like Heather and I've been playing and it's like really awesome like multiplayer wise. Like it's it's pretty easy, but it's just like really charming and really cute. And uh it doesn't have the floaty. It controls more like Yoshi's uh like the Yoshi games on Wii U and stuff more than anything, Okay. Which is uh pretty good. Like even you even flutter like Yoshi flutters, so interesting basically, you're basically yoshi and the weird thing that happened with that game is that i had the disc in and i had a lock symbol on the icon and i was so confused i'm like what the fuck like how is this even possible and it was because the, the lock symbol referred to like the ps4 version so if i wanted to play the ps4 version of the game i had to pay 80 dollars. but then you can switch it to the ps5 version and that's the one i can play wait there's like a sack boy yeah what I had the Sackboy disc in, so it's a PS5 disc. Yeah. But but if you press like options on a game that has like if you do this for Border, you could do this for Borderlands or any of these other games that got these like the these actual legit patches. This is the confusing thing. You can pick the version of the game that you're going to play. So you can like I think I could play the PS4 version of Sackboy on my PS5, but I would have to buy it for eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. Same with like Borderlands Three. Like Borderlands Three has a new trophy set on PS Five. That's why I haven't played it because huh. all those big updates. You could right. play. You could and so you could download it and you could just switch to the PS Four version, which what I guess is, would just. What does Miles Morales do? Um, I don't know if it has that option. I'll have to double check. The <laughs> thing, the weird thing with Sackboy is it defaulted to the PS Four version. So when it had the lock symbol that I couldn't play it, I had to buy it. I was like, "What the fuck do you mean I had to buy it? It's in the system." Like the disc, disc is in you. Yeah, I got the disc for Sackboy. That's weird. I, it's and gonna so, be a weird like. So it's weird, right? Because if you have the PS4 version, you can play on PS5. But I guess it's mm. not the PS5 version. But so you can't I don't put get your like PS5 disc in your PS4. Probably not. 
I, I, I took out so, my PS4, but I don't even get like a code or anything to play the PS4 version or a discount. Like it doesn't even give me a discount code. It's the full price. It was like eighty dollars. I was like, like I'm like I'm not. What? I was so confused. I was just like, what is this? Like I, the game is in you. <laughs> like why? Yeah, that doesn't make any me? sense to me. So it's super confusing. I'll take a. Did you get Sackboy? So all my physical games are arriving tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so put in Sackboy and okay. try the options, and you'll see okay. like PS4 version, PS5, and you'll see what I mean. Like it's really confusing. I'm just like, well, I don't understand. So in that case, you almost wanted to buy the PS4 version because then you can play it on both. But then I don't know if you would get the PS5. Like if that's the thing, right? It would work on your PS5, and right. you'll get like the kind of the natural stuff that you would get just from upgrading, like uh, like yeah. faster load times. But then maybe like the stuff that they actually had to work on and patch in wouldn't work. That's in the PS5 version. That's so dumb. You know what Xbox did, Steve? It just, it just works. It just works. Like, yeah. it's, it's a dream. So I, I, I remember Cronus on our Discord was talking about this, how it's confusing. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what do you mean it's confusing? You just put it in. Now I see why. Like, yeah. It seems like certain games have these like different versions. And on the PS5, you could play either PS4 or PS5 version, which... It's just super confusing, and I play games like every day of my life for the last twenty-seven years. Yeah, and I'm confused as fuck. Like, I'm so just a like, normal person it? would be extra confused. <laughs> yeah, like so. I it was just, and that was the thing. Like, it defaulted to the PS4. I was, and I even took it out. I was like, it says PS5 on it, and mm. I put it back in. Like, it was, it was just weird. Very, I don't know. It's something I want to like. I, I'll just have to monitor just to see how like Borderlands treats it no man's sky like all these other games um but i mean in general i love my ps5 man it's so awesome how fast these machines are it's so good like it's nice first thing i did with my series x was take a bunch of the games that ran like garbage on my xbox one so i did control and star wars jedi fallen order just boom into the game performance was better everything was it's better you build it you're just you're upgrading your pc that's what it is with xbox yeah for sure for sure that's it for discord discussion i got two events i want to plug at the end here uh november game writer circle from dames making games is happening this next thursday november 26 6 30 eastern join them for a digital edition of the games writer circle no pressure to prep anything um come hang out talk shop with other writers and designers and last thing we want to plug is from the edmonton uh, screen Industries Office, uh, Wednesday, November 25th at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for a live presentation and Q&A on the differences and how-tos of writing for books, comics, and games. Uh, this was shared in our Discord. Discord, yeah. So check out both those um, events, <laughs> writing-related. Interesting. It's, uh, so we're a few others, but they they already passed, so I would just join the Discord to kind of join the Discord. check it out. Because there's a game dev events discord page mm-hmm. so. yeah we plug events there and on the site kingainos.com slash events <sighs> we want to talk about what we've been playing steve i feel like we covered it all i think feel like we got to wrap it up because i've been we got to you know, wrap this up heather's been soloing with sophia for the last like three hours so we should we should wrap that's it, up. it. And, I, and i hear her crying so for episode 166 <laughs> of the kingainos.com podcast thank you so much for listening if you want to keep us doing this uh help us at patreon.com slash king game devs we'll get you two day early access to the podcast mondays everyone else wednesdays uh patron role on the discord game key giveaways discount for canadian gaming events merch and if you back us at the credited patron tier or higher we'll put your name at the end of every episode like these lovely folks thank you so much aaron mcleod canuck play david winter david Nagy, eric beer elizabeth avery hanel gene Leggett, jeff shepstone 
Jeffrey Canham, Graf Metal, Kai Hutchins, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. We appreciate it. We are looking to improve the show in every way we can. Uh, so, yeah, drop us any feedback in a review. Or if you're not on Apple, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. You can find us on Twitter at CanadaGameDevs. Steve and I's personal Twitter is linked in the description there. So if you want to find us personally or the site, you can go to at CanadaGameDevs. Anything else you want to plug at the end of the show, Steve? Uh, no, Baxter Life is still still technically a thing. We raised some good money, but we're going to donate the Patreon money um, at the end of November to it as well. But mm-hmm. um, that'll put us over a thousand Canadian, most likely. Yeah, if we're if well, definitely Canadian, maybe a thousand US. Um, Ooh, big money, real money. If if we're like if we're like twenty thirty dollars off, I'll just like donate it again. So we'll top up. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a huge success. Thanks, everyone. Um, we're going to be streaming Gunpig this week on Switch ahead of its release first week of December. And I'll stream something else, too. What's in, I have a in Steam. You can sort games by um, you can make like um, folders. And I have a little Canadian developed folder. Oh, nice. Take a look there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit to streaming two games this week, Steve. First. I haven't, uh, I haven't streamed on the PS5 yet. I should give that a shot maybe tonight just to see like, how should. it looks and stuff. What's a Borderlands is Canadian. Play the Borderlands three stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, really I'll be streaming Gunpig on Switch, and what else should we stream? Oh, Let's you should stream. do Rogue Legacy too. Uh, we'll play some more Rogue Legacy too because we started it on the stream, but I was dead. You were, you were. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> it was gorgeous though. I, I, oh, they did it, Steve. They, they did it. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So twitch.tv slash kinggamers for that. Thanks for listening. Um, Hope you stay safe out there. COVID is on the rise. Two meters. Wash your hands. Be smart. Be smart. I'm not going out anymore, Steve. We had two um, big infections close to me. So, yeah, I'm not eating out anymore and I'm not going places I don't need to. And I would encourage everyone to do the same. That's fair. Have a good week, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Wah wah wee wah. Very nice. King of the castle. I have a chair. I have a do I do chair. An, do, I, do I do another run of Resident Evil 2 tonight? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they take like two hours. It's You got time. I know. I beat it last night at two and a half. <laughs> I'm starting to like... It's getting to the point where you're, I'm not liking the game anymore because I'm trying to get this fucking platinum. <laughs>